Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Coach Christine. I'm a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 145. Before we get too far into it today, I want to just take a moment to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you for allowing me to take a break. Thank you to those of you who reached out during that break with something positive to say or letting me know how much you appreciate the podcast. It truly meant a lot. And I am so excited to be back here with you today, kicking off a brand new year, and I'm looking forward to sharing this topic with you. Today, we're going to talk about how you can handle the situation when you're dealing with an individual that often provokes you. They know how to say the right thing or do the right thing that gets under your skin or makes you feel attacked. You may find that when this happens, you usually have a reaction that is practically automatic. And you might even find afterwards that you really didn't like your reaction. You wish you could have had a different reaction. Maybe you let them get a rise out of you and you wish you could have stayed cool. Maybe you didn't respond and you wish you could have said something and spoken up for yourself. Maybe you found yourself immediately trying to pacify them and it's making you feel bad about yourself now. Whatever the case, I want to help you understand what happened And I want to give you some steps so that you can feel like you have more control over what happens next time. So what typically ends up happening is somebody provokes you. They say something antagonizing. They insult you. They do something that they probably know is going to get a rise out of you. This causes an immediate chemical release in your body. And you might notice this because it might feel like your heart starts racing your skin gets warmer, maybe your hands get clammy, you can feel your blood pressure rising, you can feel the intensity in your head, maybe your eyes start to water a little bit. The chemical release that you just experienced wants to throw you into the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Now, what often happens if we're not aware of what's going on inside of our own body is that we do respond to those chemicals and we have an immediate reaction to being triggered. And when that happens, we are allowing the person that we're engaging with to have control, not only over the situation, but of us. So today we're going to talk about how to stop this from happening, how to create a different experience when somebody does something that is antagonizing and provoking and you feel your body start to have this response, and you know your emotions are about to take over. The first thing that I want you to do when you feel that happening to you, when you feel the emotions pounding in your head and your body's having this physical reaction, the very first thing that I want you to do is pause. You can feel whatever you're feeling. We're not going to react to it. You have probably heard of the technique of writing out a letter or a text to someone you're unhappy with and allowing all of your thoughts and feelings to pour out. Use any words you want to use, be as mean as you want to be, and then we don't send that version. We reread it and then we rewrite it. We write it in a way that we're okay with sending it. 
That first version is never meant to go anywhere, right? What we are doing when we pause is we're writing that first version. We're allowing it to play out in our head, but we're not delivering it. This does a few things. It stops the immediate reaction, which you know you don't want to be having anyways. It takes the power back from the person that's trying to get under your skin. And it creates the space for you to shift into the mindset you want to be in so that you can have the reaction you want to have. So we pause. And we're going to allow some of those chemicals that just got pumped into our body to subside a little bit. They're probably not going to go all the way away, and that is okay. You just need them to calm down enough for you to have a conscious, logical say over how you react next. Instead of an emotionally charged, blind reaction happening without much of your control over what you're doing and saying. I think it's a great idea at this point to take a deep breath that slows your heart rate down. It helps clear the mind. Take two or three deep breaths if you need to. The goal here is to get out of your feelings and into your logical, sensible mind. At this point, the next step is I want you to internally ask yourself two questions. The first question is, what is my goal here? Is your goal to let them see they can rile you up? Is your goal to let them see they can hurt your feelings? Is it to make a fool of yourself as you react and lose control of yourself and get into this altercation with this individual? Is your goal to feel bad about yourself afterwards and continue this cycle every time you come into contact with this person? Or is your goal to remain calm? Is your goal to start to teach them that they don't get away with this behavior towards you anymore? Is your goal to show them that their tricks no longer work on you? Is your goal to show up as a strong, confident individual that cannot be rattled by this childish game that this person keeps wanting to play with you? Is your goal to heal the relationship or create separation? You need to be clear about this because your goal is going to dictate your behavior. The second question I want you to ask is what is your purpose or your role with this individual and in this current situation? For example, if you're a teacher in a classroom and one of your students is the one that keeps antagonizing you, your purpose is the leader of that classroom and you may have to have a different reaction. If you're an observer of your sister and her husband having an altercation, your purpose may just be to make sure your sister is physically safe. Your purpose may be to walk away. It's not your fight. How you respond is going to be very different when you are aware of your purpose and your role in that situation. Now, I want to give you a quick hint because I see too often fights happen because somebody's goal is that they're trying to get validated. They want their parent or more often than not their partner to validate what they're saying, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, what they want to be different. And the reason for the fight is to try to get that other person to understand that they're hurting you, that you don't like their behavior, that you want them to stop, that you want them to respect your boundary. You want them to validate why you're upset. That should never be your goal. If you think that your goal is to get them to understand or get them to validate how you're feeling and where you're coming from, you're already losing. You've given them the control because they get to say, if it's okay, you feel how you feel and want what you want. 
Seeking validation is never a healthy goal. So at this point, we've paused. We've considered our goal and our role. So you've started to get some clarity and some calmness in order to allow you to have a response. Now, let me tell you what's going on externally at this point. Somebody has pushed your buttons, probably somebody who has done it before. They're hoping to get a reaction out of you and you didn't give it to them. At this point, you've done nothing, but in that you haven't given them a reaction and a reaction was their goal. So already you are in a better position than you typically would be at this point. Now I want you to dive deeper into observing where you are, who you are, who you're trying to show up as, and the type of relationship you have with this person and the type of relationship you want to continue to have with this person that just triggered you. This is so important for two reasons. The first reason is a lot of times when individuals are triggered and have that immediate chemical response and emotional response, what has actually happened is that you have returned to some past experience that was triggering for you. A lot of times what happens is you feel like a small child again, and all the feelings that come with that you are experiencing in this moment. So you aren't a grown-up with some control in this moment, you are a small child being traumatized by some big bad adult who has all the authority and you react as if that's still the case. So taking this moment allows you to remember, wait a minute, I'm an adult and I have equal say in what is happening right now. And I have a lot of control over what happens next. The second thing that happens is it allows you to evaluate the relationship. Maybe this is some random person that you don't even know that triggered you. And you get to decide, I don't have a relationship with this person. I don't have to waste time on a response. It doesn't matter what they think about me tomorrow. They'll probably forget about me in two hours. There's no reason for me to have an emotional outburst or cause a scene or make this worse or draw attention to us. I can walk away. You may recognize that this individual is somebody that you're heading into separation and divorce with. There's nothing to reconcile anymore. You do not need to bring closure or compromise or understanding into the situation. You two have already decided you're going to go your separate ways. So you don't need to stand and fight or try to get to some kind of understanding or fall into fawn mode and start people-pleasing. You don't need to do any of this. This relationship already has an end date. You can walk away. You can let it go. Maybe this is happening with somebody that you do want to continue a relationship with, but you want that relationship to be better. And so your reaction is going to be incredibly important because you're going to start to teach them a new way to treat you. Whatever you decide, remember that you are not helpless that you have a lot of power and control over this situation. Now, I want to address something real quick. At the beginning of this, I said they did something that provoked you or antagonized you or, or triggered you. And I said, freeze, pause, don't do anything. And then we spent the next 10 minutes talking about all these different things that are going to be going on internally as you're standing there not doing anything. What I want to point out here is this, what I'm walking you through right now, is not going to take 10 minutes. We are talking two to three breaths, five to seven seconds is the time frame that all this is going to be happening in, okay? So you're not standing there frozen in place for 10 minutes with this person walking around you going, hello, anyone in there? I'm taking my time explaining this. You're going to go through this a lot faster. 
the last step before you choose your reaction is to notice what you have control over and what you do not have control over. For example, you have no control over whether or not they want to be mean and say outlandish, triggering things. You do have control over the energy that you feed to this and the attention you give them because of it. You jumping into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn gives them control. It says, I'm scared. You're big, bad, and scary and in control. I have to do something to keep myself safe because I believe you have all the power. What you're doing instead is showing up as somebody who is in control of themselves and is in control in part of the situation. Maybe that means that you're able to respond calmly or not respond at all. Maybe that means that you're able to just keep on walking. Maybe this means that you're able to stop yourself from falling into fawn mode. One of my favorite go-tos when I'm in one of these situations where somebody's trying to trigger me is to follow all these steps and then just say, okay, and walk away. I give them no energy, no emotional response, no reaction. They don't get to make me stay there and fight it out with them or defend myself. I don't try to fix it or make them feel better. And here's part of the beauty of this. When I say, okay, what I'm really saying is your energy, your anger, how worked up you are, your need to antagonize, that's a you problem. That's not a me problem. I don't have to feed into it. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to participate. It's not something I can fix or control. So I'm not involving myself. When you do this, you take away their power over you, which was simply an illusion in the first place, and you take your power back. You might be surprised to discover how many times you get pulled into these types of interactions when you don't have to be, how much of your peace is disrupted when you don't take these steps. So I promised you that this isn't a super long thing that's going to be happening. So I want to walk through real quick a short little dialogue to show you what this might look like in real time. I've just been antagonized. I have to do something. I don't want them saying things like that to me. No, wait. My goal is to not engage. My role is as his partner. I'm just going to say okay, and I'm going to walk away. That was about 10 seconds. Now, the person that you're dealing with in this moment might want to egg you on, confront you further. They're not getting the reaction that they want, so they might try to push you. What? Don't you have anything to say? Are you just going to stand there like an idiot? Let them. Let them. All that is happening is they are losing control. Let me reiterate that to you. When that is happening, you are not showing up as weak or stupid or slow. The only thing that is happening is they are losing control. They are getting even more caught up in their emotions and they are showing their weakness. Let it happen. You take your time in your head to react appropriately. Your goal this week is to consider the relationships that you have with the people that typically put you in these situations and start to decide now what your goal is with those relationships and with how you want to be showing up so that when you get into that moment, you're not suddenly scrambling for a goal. Once you have that, start practicing this in your head, in front of the mirror, get used to pulling on your goal and your role and start to contemplate how you want to show up. 
who you want to be. Again, so that when you're in that situation, you're not scrambling for 15, 20, 30 seconds. You have the information at the ready to pull on. This is a great way to shift how you view yourself and how other people view you. And it is an amazing way to heal your self-esteem and your self-confidence. For those of you that are new to this podcast or maybe don't remember, I want to let you know that there is a Facebook group, Self-Esteem Truths. This is a space for you to share, ask questions, help each other out, and ask me questions directly. You can also email me. My email is in the show notes. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad I got to share this with you, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.